This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here, your host, and I'm excited to bring you this Ask the Expert interview today with my dear friend, Anastasia Olson from Winsong Business Services. So we are going to be talking about all things that you should not be doing. So just because you can do it doesn't mean you should be doing it in your business and how when you have some support, you can do things a whole lot better and you can focus on what you are a genius at and not what you are not. Like, for example, podcast editing, right? Nobody wants to do that because you're not a genius in that. We are, <laughs> but, but just let us do that. So anyways, we're going to talk about that with Anastasia today. Anastasia, let me say hi first. How are you doing? Not too bad, Michelle. Glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here too. So let me share with our audience a little bit more about you. And we've been seeing each other and meeting with each other and working with each other in different capacities over the last few years. And it's so great to um, have someone like Anastasia around because she sends me emails all the time and says, Michelle, this link doesn't work. Michelle, this is spelled wrong. Michelle, you need to fix this. And it's like, man, yes, I do need to hire you, <laughs> which is great because I, I love that because I, I the details are not my thing. <laughs> so glad someone else is that. So Anastasia is a consultant working with business owners who feel like they're spinning their wheels because they're spending too much time and energy working in their businesses instead of on it. She takes care of the things in the background so her clients have the breathing room to focus on what they love as well as who they love. She specializes in online community management and podcast support. By outsourcing their behind the scenes, takes her to task uh, to her Anastasia's clients. Uh, free up many hours each week to focus on growing their business. And she's a grammar nerd extraordinaire that every entrepreneur needs. Just like I said, she can find your spelling mistakes so easily, <laughs> which is awesome. So glad you're here. And uh, Anastasia is our, also one of our community managers over at our, uh, in our circle community, which is great, um, where we communicate with all of our clients. And, you know, one of the things that I learned not soon enough is that I should not learn how to do everything in my business. Um, and I did try to learn everything in my business. <laughs> and it was a, a lot. It was a lot of headaches. So what are some things that you're seeing uh, entrepreneurs do these days that like they really shouldn't? Well, I think um, one of the um, big mistakes that I see a lot of entrepreneurs making is, like you said, thinking that they have to do it all themselves. Um, and of course, in the beginning of a business, you know, obviously you don't have a lot of extra cash lying around. So you might need to do it all yourself right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad idea to actually know how to do that stuff yourself just in case. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, once you've been you know, in your business for a while, you're, you're at a good income level. There's really no point to keep doing it all yourself because 
that is going to stagnate your growth potential. Um, you know, then, you know, I see entrepreneurs ending up spending more time working in the business instead of on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said earlier, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Um, you know, thinking about, you know, another thing is, you know, thinking about outsourcing as just an expense with no return on investment. So if you're thinking of it as just money going out of your bank account, you're never really going to see the value in it. Mm-hmm. So instead, think of it in terms of how much more time you'll have to spend on your income generating activities. Right. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, for our podcast management services, we figured out that like people were spending about 20 hours a month on podcast management, where if you actually spend 20 hours a month doing podcast or doing like your income producing activities, your business, you sure as heck could make a lot more money <laughs> in those 20 hours than what it costs to hire us to do that. Right. So I totally agree with that. It's a, it's an interesting uh, concept, but I feel like sometimes our, us as business owners, like we, we want to, we, we, we feel like we need to do it all. We have this like control free kind of thing going on for some <laughs> of us, right? We want to do it all. We want to learn it all. And I mean, to be honest, I love learning all of it. Like, I think it's so fascinating. But like when I started realizing that there's people that can do this way better than me, <laughs> um, I was like, oh, wow, this is, yes, something I need to let go of. <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes difficult to, you know, let go of that feeling like you need to control it. But mm-hmm. once you sort of let go of those reins, mm-hmm. And just relax into it, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you find yourself um, just, you know, able to concentrate more on those activities that will actually put more money in your bank account. You're able to spend more time on your networking, your actual client work, the things that people actually pay you for. You know, what a concept. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Um, sure. You know, if you bring somebody on like a virtual assistant, Mm -hmm. you have to spend some time training them on how you want all your stuff done because they, you know, obviously they're new to your business. So you have to teach them how you want things done. But once they're on board, the time that you gain is exponentially more important than the money that you're paying them because they're worth basically more than you know, more than they're worth. Uh, or that's, that doesn't even make sense. They're, they're, <laughs> Your they're time worth is worth more, more than their, than their paycheck, right? <laughs> they're, they're worth more than those, that the, than the dollars that you're paying them. Right. Uh, so here's a simple math problem. If it takes you two hours to train somebody to do things that take you 10 hours each week, those two hours could save you 520 hours in a year. So how much extra revenue could you earn with those hours? Whoa, that's a lot of extra hours and a lot of extra revenue. 520 hours, like, oh my gosh, if you work 40 hours a week, that's like what, like my math is not good, 160 hours. So that's like almost like three or four months. Like, that's crazy. I mean, you can even just take that time off too. Like, that sounds good too. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. So I think one of the things that people, well, I think there's a couple of different things. I think one thing that people, or at least in my experience, 
was once I hired someone, it's like, how do you keep them busy or how do you, how do you work with them like an efficient way? Mm -hmm. Um, so the first thing that I do with uh, a new client is literally figure out what their biggest time sucks are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the operational tasks that they're doing in the background of their business mm-hmm. that have to get done, but are not directly tied with those revenue generating activities, the things that people are paying them for. Um, you know, and we focus on the largest ones that um, are just taking up too much of their time. Um, it's otherwise known as working in your business rather than on it. Um, and then what I definitely recommend people do is create, uh, standard operating procedures, otherwise known as SOPs, mm-hmm. uh, for every repetitive task that happens behind the scenes in their business. Mm-hmm. So anything that they do on a regular basis that can be written down in a step-by-step format, you know, do this first, do this second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, it doesn't have to be an elaborate document or diagram, but just getting those repetitive tasks written down and what needs to happen. That way you can just pass that off to a virtual assistant or an online manager, Mm -hmm. a community manager, whatever. um, And they can get up and running much faster So that also cuts down on the amount of time that you have to spend training them. If you've Mm -hmm. already got those SOPs in place, then A, it makes you more efficient. Mm -hmm. And then it automatically makes them more efficient because then they don't have to go fumbling around in the dark, basically. (laughs) (laughs) You know, trying to figure out, you know, how you do what you do in your business. Right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, uh, you know, a couple of things come into mind, like if you're scheduling guests onto your podcast, like, you know, what is the process for that? Do they get an email before they come on the show? Do they get the headshot and bio sent to you? You know, what's the follow-up? Do you send an email afterwards? And I know that's something that you help podcasters with as well. Do you want to share a few more of the tasks around that, around that, that you, that, that, uh, it comes in, like, it seems like it's a, a good idea too, to have. Like, I know we have an SOP for like the editing and publishing and stuff of things. Um, but also that follow up too, I think is, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So once the interview is published, obviously you want to share it with your audience. Um, and then also you should, you know, help the host out by encouraging your audience to check out other episodes of that particular podcast. Um, remember to tag the host whenever you share your um interview out there uh you can also repurpose the interview you can create little snippets of content for social media you can create blog posts email newsletters uh audio content Mm -hmm. um and if you don't know how to do that you get somebody like me to create it all for you (laughs) right yeah and that's great um, so having those things in place, so just the little things that you do in your everyday business. Um, some of the things that I just had, you know, our team do was like actually take my inbox in my email ad- email addresses from 37,000 emails down to 600, which feels very good. Um, there's so many things that you can get uh, as someone to help you with in your business. And that takes you away from doing the things that are the most important thing, most important things in your business. 
So let's talk a little bit like community um, community management, because I know for those of us that have a podcast, um, like a Facebook group, that could be like a huge time suck for someone too. So what are some of the things that you, you've just started helping us with our community? And what are some things that you can help others with around, you know, managing a community? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, managing a community for the uh, community owner, let's call them, mm-hmm. uh, can be a full-time job depending on how large it is. Um, and we can talk about, you know, Facebook groups because that's how people these days often think of communities, online communities. It's sort of a familiar thing. Um, what I do um, might it if the community isn't really set up yet, mm-hmm. I can help uh, set up what I call the gateway questions. Um, and that can include asking for an email address, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously something that you're kind of wanting to get from people that are entering your community because, you know, you kind of want to talk to them on more platforms than just Facebook, because as everybody should know, you don't own that group because Facebook owns it. So um, the only thing you really own is perhaps your website, as long as it's not on a proprietary platform like uh, Wix or something like that. Yeah. Um, if it's self-hosted, you mostly own that website, and then you also own your email list. Right. So you want to you want to collect those email addresses. Unfortunately, Facebook doesn't let you download any of that info, mm-hmm. so you have to take screenshots of all of that anytime you let somebody in. So that would be something that I would take care of. Um, once people are in the community, welcoming them. And I also, you know, just sort of make sure that people are playing nicely in the sandbox together. Um, (laughs) Make sure that everybody is following the group guidelines. Um, You know, not posting things they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spamming the board and, you know, all of that fun stuff. And just generally making sure that everybody knows what the group is all about answering questions that people have. If there's something that I can't answer, then I'll either tag the my client or let them know behind the scenes, so-and-so is asking this question, you might want to pop in. Um, you know, basically, I'm just the, the right-hand person mm-hmm. or the first officer, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like it's really good to have someone whose eyeballs are there like all the time. So maybe like the group or the group owner is busy you know, servicing their clients or doing podcast interviews or whatever, they can't like, you know, sometimes hours and hours go by without something being answered. And unless that's like, unless that's set up in the expectation of the group, people expect, especially in this day and age where we have our things everywhere, they expect quicker responses to you, right? Exactly. Yeah. So my role in particularly a Facebook group is to, you know, poke my nose in there, you know, maybe depending on what the client's needs are, might be once a day, might be a couple times a day. It also depends on how busy the group is. Uh, Just make sure that any questions are being asked, you know, they're being answered in a timely fashion. Um, And then, you know, just helping with engagement, um, scheduling posts, 
It can also involve getting an, an email newsletter out once a week, whatever the client really needs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just generally being helpful. <laughs> yeah, being like the first, res- I've called it like the first response, yeah. <laughs> first response team. So that, that, you know, you can put out any fires really fast too, right? So um, yeah. now I'd love to, I'd love for you to share some tips for business owners who are like, starting like don't have anyone helping them right now like what would be a tip would be some a few tips that could really help someone um start going from not having any help to like then working with someone in those first initial like uh stages like when they were trying to let go what should they let go of first (laughs) um well like i said earlier it's generally what you need to do is keep it keep track of the things that you're doing in the background of your business yeah that are that are basically a waste of your time if you're doing too much on the admin side the operational side just sort of keep an eye on that and first figure out how much time you're actually spending on it mm-hmm. because you know a lot of people will think oh you know this one task, you know, I don't know, posting on their Facebook page or sending their email newsletter out. Oh, it only takes me a few minutes a month, uh, a week. Mm-hmm. But does it really? <laughs> yeah, because you're probably thinking about it all week. I need to send yeah. out that newsletter. I need to send out that newsletter. <laughs> I mean, even just the thinking, oh, I need to do that right. takes time. But, you know, and people think, oh, you know, I'm only spending a few minutes on that. I don't need to outsource that. That's a, you know, it's a waste of money. But the actual time, if they actually kept track when they start that email newsletter to when they have clicked that schedule button and it's, you know, it's off their radar now, I guarantee you it's a lot longer than a few minutes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Guaranteed. It's way longer than you think it is. (laughs) Right? Oh, it's just a quick little task. No, it never is. (laughs) Even something that does only take a few minutes, all those little bitty things add up. And it usually ends up being at least a couple of hours a week, if not, you know, much more. Right. Um, And as I said earlier... If you've got repetitive tasks, create those standard operating procedures Mm -hmm. because it's much easier and faster to onboard a virtual assistant or a community manager if you've got those documents in place Mm -hmm. because then they don't have to bug you with, oh, you know, how do you want this done or how do you want this done? It's all right there and Mm -hmm. they can just sort of take, you know, take a look at that and then run with it. Right. And how, um, what are some suggestions for um, people that are now like working with uh, a virtual assistant? Um, What are some things that they can do to ensure they're hiring the right person or like sure they're finding the right person because there's lots of different services lots of different VAs out there and lots of different like skill levels of VAs too, right? You're going to have a VA that you come in that you're going to have to train um, and you're going to have to like teach them how to do something. And then you've got people that are at the level where you're at, where you already know how to do all these things. You just need to come in and do them. Um, So what are, what are some suggestions? Like, what are you, what are some things that 
an entrepreneur needs to look for when hiring, making sure they're hiring the right person? Um, a lot of it comes down to personality. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to get along with the person that you're hiring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if you have a personality conflict right at the beginning, yeah, it's, it, I mean, not even nine times out of 10. It's like 10 times out of 10. If there's a personality conflict, it's not going to work out. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> That's really above all. I mean, I always hire for personality and people think I'm crazy. I hire for personality and some skills can be taught. Personality <laughs> skills cannot be taught. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Because you can train somebody, you know, even if they, you know, they might have, a great skill set. They just don't have that one little piece that you need. You mm. can always train that. But if you don't actually get along on a personal level, it's just going to be butting heads all the time. Right. Yeah. So first you got to get along. So yeah. hi, so actually having like a face-to-face and a conversation or a Zoom conversation with someone would obviously be the first step in like a yeah. hiring process because one, if they can't communicate with you or show up on camera, like a lot of people these days, you know, you know, that's a big part of like doing business together virtually and online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what I prefer myself is to uh, work with people that I've been referred to by other people. Mm-hmm. So through various networking groups, um, just and connecting with people directly and, you know, meeting them in a group and, you know, suddenly it's like, okay, yes, we're working together. Uh, I mean, obviously it doesn't happen that quickly usually, but, you know, Um, but also, you know, as you're going through your networking meetings and, you know, talking to the people in your, your personal circle, Mm -hmm. if you are looking for somebody that, you know, like a virtual assistant, ask the people that you know and trust if they can recommend somebody Mm -hmm. especially if they are the people that you're talking to are at the same level as you are or a higher level i think right and especially great if they've been working with that person too Mm -hmm. so does if the average virtual assistant or business services company has multiple clients that they work with in in on their client roster right Yes, exactly. Most virtual assistants have anywhere from three to 10 clients. Mm -hmm. It depends on how they run their business. Some do, you know, uh, like time block packages, Mm -hmm. some do retainers, some do a combination, just depends on how they work. Um, I recently heard of somebody that had at one point, about 50 clients. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. My limit is about eight yeah. <laughs> at any one time. Right. You still need to have a life in there too, right? Exactly. <laughs> Other than you need to start hiring an assistant to help you do your business as well. Um, yeah. So it's interesting because I think, you know, uh, I think the strategy when you're looking at hiring like your first person to help you would be to like hire for like a small project first and just see how that goes. And then you can add more projects or expand higher or start with smaller amount of hours first just to see how it goes. Would you recommend that as well? 
Yeah. Um, I often will start with like a five hour package Mm -hmm. just to, you know, work on a small project or a portion of a larger thing. And then at the end of that, decide, you know, and it works both ways, obviously. Uh, Mm -hmm. It needs to be a fit for both people. So you have a conversation at the end of that. You know, do we want to continue working together? Yeah. No. Okay. You know. Yeah. Right that the, kind of thing. Gives you that opportunity that like you're not hiring an employee. So mm-hmm. you're not committed exactly. to that like trial period and then probation period and then obligations and you can't let them go unless there was something good reason for it. So this gives you the opportunity at the end of five hours to just say, okay, thanks. That was great. Yeah. Um, or whatever else that you need. Right. And maybe like sometimes it's also, I think they're there as, as much as the business owners training, the, the VA, the, their, the, the, or the assistant, oftentimes they're also got to be a little bit of training for the business owner too, to know how to work with someone properly or how to, how to let go of some of the tasks mm-hmm. and how to, how to yeah. get going. And yeah, it takes a little bit of time to get used to all that. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's a matter of, you know, Crying the fingers off mm-hmm. a little bit sometimes um, and just, you know, getting to a certain comfort level. Yeah. Um, you know, just to, it, you know, it's okay. You can let go now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's in good, it's in, your baby is in good hands. Yeah. And there's different levels of that too, right? Like right now in my business, that there's things happening that I don't even know about. And I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like, I don't even know that they're doing that right now. I'm like, wow, we've come a long way <laughs> um, from being a control freak around having to know every detail of everything that's happening. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you've got a good team that is, you know, operating like a well-oiled machine. And, yeah. you know, yeah. So, you know, obviously at the end of a five hour trial, you know, obviously it would be great if it, it's a good fit. And then you just sort of, you continue and, and figure out what that's going to look like ongoing, whether or not, uh, you know, whether somebody just needs little projects done once in a while, or if they're looking for ongoing support on a long-term basis. Yeah, that's great. I like that idea is starting small, starting small and building from there always seems to be a good, good strategy. Awesome. Well, Anastasia, thank you so much for sharing all your insight with us and the behind the scenes of, you know, how to do things properly and start letting go of little pieces of our business so we can get more time back and, um, you know, amplify you listeners. Like, remember that equation of how many hours if you take two hours to train someone to do something that frees up 10 hours of your time. Oh, my gosh, you're going to win back a couple of months worth of your time. That's insane. So I love that analogy because it's it's one that I've heard before and it's been in my head for a long time. It's like, oh, wow. It's like you're you're spending a little bit more time up front, but you're gaining a whole bunch of time back. Now, I do have one tip before I let everyone go today. And that one tip is that don't fill that time back up with other stuff because <laughs> that was one of the things that I was struggling with. I, I'd free up the time and then I find other things to add to it. <laughs> so... There's a reason we're filling up that time. We're, we're decreasing this, the, this, the amount of things on my calendar. So uh, I'd like to hold the space now. <laughs> keep, keep that extra time for those income generating activities. Yes. Right. Any last words, Anastasia, before we let you go today? Um, 
Hmm. Okay. So I will leave you with one of my favorite quotes. How about that? Okay. It's from Groucho Marx. Outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it is too dark to read. (laughs) I like it. That's a great. And you can see that how it relates to entrepreneurship so well. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anastasia, for joining us today. Amplify you listeners. Make sure you reach out if you need some support and want to get to some hours to get off your plate to open up your schedule and have some more free time back in your life and or someone to help you organize all the SOPs in your business. <laughs> Make sure you reach out to Anastasia and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. It was great to be here. Bye. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.